Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing crickets at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into to play for a team called um, oh, the Nimbus Kid. Obviously, sharing's always a big issue, a big issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team. I was like a wizard, please. Um, a bit of advice for the player yeah. follow-up. I refer to the great cricketer here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the great cricketer podcast. The Kiwis, those skeleton hiders, they're hiding something from us. And it turns out it's the World Test Championship mace because they are the best test team in the world. According to one test match in Southampton, they went for a month and a half. Maharaj takes a hat-trick in the Caribbean. The England and India women played out for a stunning draw. Owen Morgan lies to us, and the England Ashes team are going to be gone for about four months. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, where you can use the code CHAMP for free custom design. That's budgiesmuggler.com or .au, depending on your preference. My name is Ian Higgins. He over there is Sam Perry. Pezzy lad, hello. Welcome back to the main event. That is the Great Cricketer Podcast. Feels like it's been a long time. Hasn't though, has it? Nope. Ten days. <laughs> um, okay. Mulgrave Cricket Club, Pez. <laughs> start at the top. <laughs> Let's start with the real shit. Yeah. Mulgrave Cricket Club, who play in Victoria's Eastern Cricket Association, are set to have Brian Lara, Chris Gale, and Yuvraj Singh play in their T20 side this summer. They already have... Tillicrat and the Dilshan, and Ulpul Taranga playing for them, and Sanath Jaisaria as coach. What? What the fuck is going on? Why? Why are they doing this? Who are they playing against? Do they know things? What do they know? Uh, for the uninitiated listener, so Mulgrave Cricket Club. Mulgrave is near Clayton, Monash University, about 25 kilometres southeast of Melbourne CBD. That's neither here nor there. Erroneous. They, they play in the Eastern Cricket Association, which is not in the, uh, I guess, the the stated um, pyramid pathway to the test team. So we're not talking about... Sure, sure, sure. ...to the national setup. We're not talking about a... Uh, I mean, they might be in some ways, I suppose, but mm. it's not sort of grade cricket, state cricket, yeah. international cricket. It's not the linear path that I understand. Is Yuvraj trying to get an IPL I contract? twice described them... And other clubs as weird clubs, <laughs> weird comps that sit underneath grade cricket. If you're not premier, you're weird. Facetiously. Mm-hmm. Well, that earned the ire of some. Yes. Um, maybe yeah. rightly so. So, yeah, the idea is why are these uh, 
former superstars turning out for a um, a club most of us... Hang on a second. Chris Gale literally opened the batting in this year's IPL. I stand corrected. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I know they've beaten the Renegades to the punch here, Mole Gray. <laughs> they have. They have. But uh, first things first is like, the, you know, they're in talks. They're in talks. These guys aren't confirmed, but I'll, it sounds like a yeah. softening up period to me. Sure, sure. It sounds like, like we've been softened up. Sounds like football terms, they're preparing a bid. Indeed. What are they doing? Just moving some money around, some bank accounts? The president of Mulgrave CC said, we've got a good partner at the moment, which is Global Entertainment. They do a lot of big sponsors with a lot of players internationally. And they and then he mentions that Mulgrave got a lot of good sponsors as well. You know, like most... most Fucking bet they do. Most local clubs are sponsored by, you know, the fish and chip shop. Yeah. The corner. <laughs> yeah. That might be a good fish and chip shop. Or a rub and tug. <laughs> Money goes through that. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of Siphoned. In-kind sponsorship. <laughs> Uh, so I guess the first question with this, he goes, with getting these guys on is like, you know, mm-hmm. what's the business case? How does this work? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to know what they spend to get Lara, Yuvraj, Gail, Dilshan, Taranga and Jaya Surya as yeah. their coach. Yeah. It, under uh, the salary cap. So what they, they spend a bit there, like, and these guys aren't playing for free kit and half their rent paid. Wouldn't have thought so, yeah. We're dollar run. Car, dollar run. So are they making this back in bar sales? In, in sausage sandwiches? They're just getting a lot of people long selling. You know what I mean? Is that it? Maybe it's a subscription drive for them. Oh? Where maybe... <laughs> what was that noise that just came out of <laughs> it was you? You just, you right. just excreted. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tim Allen in... Um, what was that show? Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Oh? <laughs> That's what the club secretary at Mulgrave sent me that email. <laughs> Re international players did, playing. Did, did, oh, Tim Allen! Like, didn't he bark like a dog in that show as well? Like, <laughs> like oh, oh, oh. didn't he? Like, that was him <laughs> did, showing did. approval for something. Mate, how good were the nineties? How good were blokes? Fucking hell! How yeah. good were blokes? What a time to be alive! A couple of nineties blokes in this story too. A couple of nineties blokes here. Yeah. So yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, it's a, it's a subs drive where maybe they maybe they're starting to get an eleven on the field. Here's what we do: we spend a bit of cash. Mm. It's a PR drive here. And now, anytime anyone mentions, mentions Mulgrave, oh, didn't Brian Lara play for that club? Is that yeah. It? Oh, he just played the T20s. Did he? Because you're not making the money back on sausage sandwiches. So somebody well, owes... Bunning seemed to. Some, somebody owes somebody something. There's some in-kind <laughs> things somewhere <laughs> yeah. along the line. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Someone knows a guy who can get things done. Or maybe twos are trying to make finals. <laughs> just stack them. Yeah. Just what? stacking twos. What are the what are they wearing? What are the guys wearing? They're wearing Mulgrave kit, full Mulgrave kit. Wouldn't have thought They're so. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. I can um, see uh I can see Chris Gale with a gold lid, a gold IPL lid. These comps and yeah, please. I don't make that part of the terms. Brian Lara in his in his windies, windies. in his windies kit. Yeah. Uh I mean, who's the big star? I mean, cuz you got Yuvraj. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big nah, audience. It's the prince, I think. Oh, of course. Well, oh, of course. is it? It is for me because because I used to watch Home Improvement and bark like a dog at the TV. So when I'm, I'm of that generation where Brian Lara is everything. Yuvraj is eyeballs. Yuvraj alpha the fuck out of Stuart Broad when he said, congratulations on all these test wickets. Remember that time he hit for his six sixes? Mm. Remember that? Well bold. And then there's Chris Gale. Maybe this is a frog box play. <laughs> Yeah. It just seems that these yeah, these comps that be. sit underneath Premier Cricket in Victoria seems to be real. There's just so much coin. Can you talk? There's, can you explain this to no, me? No, I, I I'm going to try and find out. Okay. But like, I can't right now. But it does seem to be a gravy train. So like, 
Mm. Maybe instead of kind of pillaring it, it's more like, well, Mulgrave, if you need commentators or an M- MCs or anything like that. Mate, I'll play with Brian Lara. Yeah. Well, they need somebody to sort of commentate the, the day or the evening. Mm-hmm. Mulgrave, if you're listening. They're not listening. No one's listening to this. I haven't <laughs> no. even pressed record yet. This is just a whole, I, I can feck this to talk to you every week. Exactly. <laughs> Greatcricketer at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, Pez. Now, before we get into the World Test Championship final. Yep. Now, you and I have been speaking about this every day for the last week um, because we're doing our, our YouTube uh, sort of 15 to 20-minute bits after every day's play. For those people who are consuming this podcast through Spotify and iTunes, et al., um, and they want to consume those bits of uh, those, those bits and pieces um, through the ears rather than through the eyes. If you've got a child, if you like to walk your dog, listen to TGC, whatever you do, washing the dishes. Patreon.com forward slash Grey Cricketer. All of our YouTube content, uh, the audio exclusively lives uh, at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. It's all there. And uh, Pez and I have already recorded hashtag RCDC Fridays, which is our wants for every Friday that comes out. And uh, this week's episode is good because we're talking about um, we're talking about hidden sixes over the, the Lords Pavilion. We're talking about Mongoose sponsorships. And we also dissect heavily a Robe Linda 2 clip, which yeah. involves Steve Warren, Brian Lara, which I've really enjoyed. And we didn't mean to. Like, this isn't just a classic react to YouTube clip kind of format. We actually got a really long question mm. from somebody who played indoor cricket mm. who was in turn told by us that you could never be alpha if you played indoor cricket. Yeah. His response was, well, Steve Waugh mm. played Mark indoor War. cricket. Steve and Mark Waugh played indoor cricket. And we were sort of like, well, that's different because they ended up outstripping their indoor career. Correct. Which then precipitated a conversation about a <laughs> Robel into two clip <laughs> yeah. from the late 90s yeah. uh, depicting characters such as Hayden and Steve Waugh and Darren Lehman yep. going up against... Brian Lara, mm. and uh, my God, you just look if you that that ended up being about a twenty five minute conversation that got to the heart of many of the cultural issues in Australian <laughs> cricket. It did, it did, good or bad. Now that's what's happening at patreon.com forward slash great cricket art. There was obviously all the uh, all the dailies for the test matches uh, coming up as well between India and England, the World Cup, uh, the the T Twenty World Cups. After that, there's a hundred going on. There's the Ashes later in the year, so you can find all the audio for that if you want to join us there. Now, Pez, the World Test Championship final. Mm. Has been completed. And Finally. fucking Kiwis did it. Yeah. Fucking good for them. Yep. And I've got to say, having not watched enough of New Zealand cricket, I've watched the last little bit intensely, and they're a really good team. And it's such a shame. I can understand why the Kiwis during the 2019 summer, when they came out to Australia, were so excited for that series because, like, here we go. We're going to fucking we're gonna do these blokes in their own patch. And it was 3-0, and we just did not see any sort of version of New Zealand that turned up because New Zealand, they're a bloody good team. They are a good team. And it pains me to say – it does actually pain me to say that at all. We're saying that's, off air. That's, like, not, that's not the place that I have for New Zealand, but in my heart. They, uh, they beat India they beat quite India. quite. Thoroughly in the end, mm-hmm. uh, in a really close match, wonderful game of cricket. Mm. After it finished, you and I were wondering, "Are New Zealand good? Are, are they good?" <laughs> <laughs> That's our own security. Yeah, they snuck up on us, New Zealand. Yeah, didn't they? they have. Yeah, they, 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 they snuck up. Does this does this heal the pain of the World Cup official mm. defeat? Um, it. Ha- I mean, it's the only thing they could do. It's the only. Thing, I mean, losing uh, in some sort of other weird way in this game would have. Not been an ideal result for them either. Mm. Wouldn't have been an ideal result, mate. For thanks, them. man. I don't think. Um, I don't. I was thinking about that game, that the World Cup final twenty nineteen, and it it must be the most fucked up experience to have played that game, and the amount of times they won that for them, like how painful that must have been. Mm. And I take no pleasure out of that because people, like as anyone who's played any sort of sport, 
and you lose a close game. Mm. And then you're a professional athlete on top of that and you, you win the game four or five times, the drop catches, the overthrows, the bad decisions, the run out, all that stuff. And they don't win it. That must have fucking killed them. And so good for them that there's heaps of guys in that team like like Ross and Kane, our friends, mm. who have now been at the crease winning the game. Fucking good for them. That's a, that's a great story for them. Do you think Australians care? Not- Do you think Australians have cared about this game? And depending on your answer, do we need to explain what happened? Yeah. Because so the Ds are playing well. <laughs> My answer to that is I don't think anyone in Australia gives a fuck about this game because Australia don't play. They didn't play in the game. Therefore, they don't care. And that's our problem. That's Australia's problem. Mm. Australia w- consumes cricket only through their team playing. They have no appreciation for any team playing. And you know what? I say that as someone who has been doing that up until about maybe two years ago. Mm. So I understand it. But, but basically, all the all the media that is given to you is presented to you as an Australian cricket fan, even though it's such a huge sport here, is basically like, what are the Aussies up to? And Australia just aren't playing for a year. So... You know, there's heaps of other cricket and you consume it and you actually appreciate the skills of other players, different conditions, how they actually go about the game. It's amazing. Mate, these two teams play. So for those who didn't watch because we just follow Australian cricket, which is understandable, it's gone mm. for a long period of time. You know? I, I feel like even English people don't really. Yeah. Didn't, well, England literally played a fucking T20 on the last day. T20 I, I think it's different in England in the sense that like the fans of cricket are um, fragmented a little bit. So if you do like cricket in England, you do tend to be a little bit more of a global consumer of it yeah. rather than just like an England chess beater like that, yeah, that's sure. mine and i don't mean mm. chest b-e-t-a yeah. but that <laughs> yeah, too yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of beta chess going around there there is uh so for those who Queen's like gambit <laughs> that was a bit of beta chess the crown yeah <laughs> the crown like beta chess going around yeah. there um like yeah we so so we you know did some investigation of cricket that's non-australian yeah and we learned and, some I, and I found <laughs> i found yeah some enthralling arm wrestling cricket. It was just such, it was a really, really good game. Turns out Cain Williams was good. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and it's always, you know, it's always intriguing cricket in England. Uh, it went for, as you said, four and a half weeks um, because it rained uh, and they had a thousand reserve days. Mm. It took four weeks to play. Um, but, uh, you know, New Zealand emerged victors. So for those who don't know, I mean, it was really off the back of Kyle Jamison, I thought. And then who really, who won those this massive guy, contests. This guy's a bowler. Mate, he's, he's a, a, bowler. He's he's, a bowler. And he's bigger than Chris Green. Chris Green. Cameron Green. Yeah, bigger than both. Bigger than both of them. Mm. I, I, I wanted to get that in. Mm. Uh, and the rest of them, the, look, the rest of them played really well. Uh, like India weren't um, embarrassed. I saw some headlines saying that, you know, it's a shambolic defeat or oh, whatever. Jesus. No, they played well. They played well. They probably got their selections wrong in the end. We thought, yeah. like we thought I mm. thought uh, that they should have played two spinners. was probably just a seam. Wicket, but yeah. Well, it's funny because India picked their team two days out. That's how alpha yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, we, we know what our team is. New Zealand uh, waited an extra day or two and yep. uh, picked no spinner and have come up victorious. Yeah, it's interesting how it panned out. So the, the f- entire first day was washed out. Entire day four was washed out as well. So mm-hmm. they played two, three, five, and six. So four days. Four, four, and then none of those days actually were completed because bad light stopped playing mm-hmm. on every day, except for the last day when they got it, they got the job done. But, um, uh, mate, I said this in the, on our YouTube shows. That they, these are the two best teams in the world, and, yeah. and I and I have um, full appreciation for like Australia's bowling attack. Australia have some good batters. Obviously, Steve Smith's not a bad stick. Yeah, he hold he can hold a stick. I, you you look, check his YouTube channel. He's telling you how to do it. <laughs> he's telling you how, how to, to do take it. guard. How to take guard. Mm. Eighty seconds there. Um, nah, the, the these teams are good, and uh, I, I, I suppose I suppose with with New Zealand they have advantages in terms of well they won the toss, which isn't their fault or anything. I suppose in terms of New Zealand. 
their conditions at home are much closer to what it was in Southampton, though not identical. But I, but I, I don't even think it's necessary to make excuses. India played well. Mm. New Zealand played slightly better. Yeah, and they just had one better bowler who just uh, Jamison. I mean, we. I don't think we got to see him. We were talking about this before. I don't know if he played in Australia. I have a feeling he might have played the SCG, but maybe he didn't. But he's now played eight tests. He's got six five wicket hauls. Five, they kept him five. in the stable. They kept the big horse in the stable, and we're like, "Can you re- can you unleash that? We want to see that size. Uh, well, we're going to see it soon. He's going to have a massive career. Uh, he, he hits the gloves hard. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, he's a bowler. He's a he's a bowler. Yeah, it's a gold, New Zealand's golden generation, and you can't yeah. help but be happy for them. Mm. So many guys came before who would have tried. Like I, I think you know they stood on the shoulders of giants, mm. and uh, you know Kane. Kane felt like dad. Ross Taylor felt like a protective uncle. Mm. Uh, the fast bowling troop stood up. Jamison's the big boy. Watling's a sportsman in his last game. Mm. Sweat through the cap. The whole thing just made sense. See what Watling has got a lot of Steve War about him in that cap. Mm. A lot of sweat and a lot of beers in that cap. He's just, just like so many games they've won. Like a sportsman, Watling. I like it. Mm. Uh, so you play a bit of fly half or something like that. Oh, of course. All yeah. of them had traded all in, as I've said before, <laughs> no, no, for a no. game for the All Blacks. <laughs> for one wouldn't, game. Wouldn't we all? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I probably would, actually. <laughs> yeah. just want to be in the back. I just want to be put through holes. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a rugby union reference. As Again, wouldn't we all? Um, in terms of this this team's, the generation of this team, Wagner's 35. Watling is obviously just played his last game. Ross Taylor's 37. Southie's 32, I think. I think Bolt is around about the same age. They And how old's Kane? 30? Mm. Something. Kane's something. Thanks. This is the analyst show. Um, you know, they, they probably this probably won't have been the last big tournament that they actually could have won because mm. can New Zealand go again for, say, the next next 50 over World Cup? Well, they've got some depth, though, don't they? Like Matt Henry in the yeah, ranks. Matt Henry was their best player. Lockie, Lockie Ferguson. Him. Yeah, yeah. they got some bowlers. Yeah, it's uh, you're, you're definitely reflecting a bit if you're in the Australian setup, aren't you? It's pretty, 100%. It's pretty bitter. Like it's pretty bitter to go. How did New Zealand get there? Where are we? And it's you know not even just in terms of talent, the cohesion of the team, how their program works, being superior in white ball cricket as well. It's leadership. How that? Well, it's that's for Australian cricket to answer, I suppose. But it all looks pretty smooth sailing for New Zealand. How have they? How have they managed that? You what know, does that say? You know how? Um, I think it says a lot. I think mm. there's there's this humility with New Zealand cricket. That yeah, I've just never seen before. I've never experienced well, that watching a, watching my cricket. Mate. I've never experienced humility before. The, even even last night, right? Jadeja, Jadeja's a guy I think who can rile some opponents. Mm. He wasn't even doing anything particularly eccentric. He did something yesterday to was it Wagner, and I just thought like if that was one of our guys, that's a flashpoint. Then it kicks off, and then Australia gets distracted. Australia's so focused on winning like mental battles mm. rather than actually winning battles. It's funny. I don't know. I guess we're just reflecting on the experience of uh, you know watching. Officially, the best mm. test team in the world, though I think India might actually. Oh, I think if they play, you know, wait till we get them at the Gabba. Wait to get them to the Modi Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, he's on that travel, but um. Yeah, well, one of the experiences of watching the game once again was like, oh, there's Kane Williamson and Virat Kohli talking before the game started, or before the you know an inning started with Kohli out at the crease. Didn't seem to be a problem there. Mm-hmm. Like. The game seemed to happen without any kind of flashpoint or mm. verbal aggression or someone blowing up at someone or some kind of personal rivalry. It or was a bit boring, said, wasn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. and that's how that's what New Zealand actually made hard work of it. Yeah, by not yeah. It was, it was a tough watch. Indeed, it was a tough watch. That Indeed. <laughs> that six. If only they were just cunts a little bit more. Yeah, bit in the, bit in, get yeah. in the ear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're World Test Championship winners. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Australia didn't play, so therefore we didn't watch exactly. it. Exactly. Didn't happen. Um, D's are playing well. All right. The West Indies versus South Africa pairs. Another Test match was happening at the same time. South Africa won the second Test. They won the series two nil. We spoke to Anrik Nokia a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that was their goal. Um, which is surprising. Most people would have said, no, I hope for 1-1 here. Um, the, 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 the biggest talking point of the match, the talking point, Maharaj took a hat-trick, yeah. first South African well, hat-trick talking about it. in 61 years, second test hat-trick ever for South Africa. Uh, have you seen the hat-trick? No. The first ball is um, Kyle Myers, who famously hit a double hundred against Bangladesh about maybe three months ago. Uh, when they're chasing like 400, he had a double hundred to win. He's batting four for the West Indies. He slogs with the first ball to Anrik Norkier, deep mid-wicket. That's your first wicket. Second okay. wicket is uh, Bill bat pad of Jason Holder. Oh, yeah. Third wicket, fuck, who was batting? I can't think of the batsman's name. I'm sure no one will let me know. Absolute fucking screamer at uh, leg slip by Mulder, Scully's mate. Um, hat-trick, left arm spin. How does a left arm spinner take a hat-trick? What do you mean? That's the easiest job in cricket. That's the easiest life you can have in cricket. Left arm spin. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Just get him down there. Yeah, look, look at fucking Mitch Santner. <laughs> You've negged New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. negging Maharaj yeah, yeah, after yeah. a hat trick. Yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stop saying that when I come into the studio every morning. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, it's, yeah, and then with this series, they. They were playing for World Test Championship points kind of posthumously for this series. Seriously? I <laughs> yeah, didn't so know actually, that. So South Africa jumped ahead of England as a result of winning. Oh, this. that's perfect. Yeah. Do you think that... Wait, so how come New Zealand and England didn't play for World Championship points when they were in the last series? Because this was like a... I don't know if it was a deferred series or something. Oh, shit, but, okay, um, okay. But yeah. That is sensational. I think the... Um, yeah, because... And a lot of people are now starting to say, oh, the... the you know, the final is in the wrong place. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be in England. Mm-hmm. And there has been a conversation about whether the final needs to be a series. I think that's right. Like, I, I do? I, yeah, I do. Like, I think um, – I, I hope it evolves. I, I think the concept – Do you want a three-match series? Yeah, well, I think – like, I'm a purist, right? Like, I can personally live my life without needing bells and whistles all the time. Mm, I'm not, nice. <laughs> I'm not saying that <laughs> that's how things should necessarily run everywhere, but for me – if uh, if I woke up tomorrow and someone was saying, no, we're going to make the World Test Championship final, a, ser- a three-test series, I'd right. be like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. If they can find the space to do it in schedules that are increasingly crowded with bells and whistles cricket, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Uh, and I think it would be a better reflection of who is the winner. You know, you should be mm. out. Like most test matches take place in the context of a series. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that that would be great to um, give the, you know – the opposition an opportunity to bounce back. You know, any investment mm. into deeper, more pure, longer test cricket is good in my books. Yeah. It's not commercial. Mm. Uh, this match looked like it was attended by dog walkers, yeah. but um, yes, which was funny, but works for me. So yeah, there's 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 mm. issues with the format, obviously, given the fact that South Africa were playing for points after the World Test Championship final. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, also, they also changed the thing during COVID as well, where yeah. it was going to be a points based system, then it was yeah. a percentage based system. But I feel like chat about that right now, as New Zealand like are literally still circuiting as we record. Well, I fucking hope so. Yeah, I fucking hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> it was inhabited by yeah, yeah, an old Dutchman yeah, by Alf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moment away. <laughs> I fucking hope so too. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like it kind of d- d- is designed to detract a little bit from the win. Everyone know the, knew the rules. Everyone knew it would be one yeah, yeah, 100%. off. New Zealand have won it. Don't you like the idea, though, uh, in any World Cup or any final in any sport, on the day, it's a person on the day, but maybe cricket doesn't work like that. But cricket and society, as we know, do not mesh in doesn't any way. Work. That's the The game is an anathesis to society. Mm, that's right. Uh, so... Anyway. Hey, yeah. DeCock batted well in the first yeah, innings. Yeah, DeCock, yeah. Van der Dussen, yeah. Rabada. Yeah, how are, they st- how are they eighth in the world? doesn't make any sense. Now, in terms of rankings, I want to talk about rankings for a second. Do in, in relation to this, in relation to this, do you, mate? Must be nice. Um, I, uh, sorry, I just had a horrible flashback to some DMs. Um, after his 100, he got 140 not in the first test. He's got 96 in the first innings. The second test to cock I'm talking about. He's now back in the top 10 uh, test batsmen. Now, I would think like, oh, that's good. That's because he's a good stick and that means something. But then I realized that Steve Smith went from like number two to number one in the test rankings without actually um, having a hit. Uh, and, and Brad Coley is now ranked fourth in the world. So mate, what I've, are rankings? Mate, what do they mean? Rank, do they mean things? Let's find out. R- rankings are rubbish. I mm. mean, they have Boyd been rankings. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm tired, man. <laughs> Rankings have been pump since they came in. Yeah. I don't know how they even how they even worked out. Mm. Uh, what it's a complete confection. They mean you know? things if your guy is at the top. So Jadeja is like well, Steve Smith's got nine hundred and sixty three points. Yeah. What? Yeah. What does that mean? What's that? Yeah. Just put the stick in his hand in a in a game, and I just want to see if he scores runs. It's a good test. I noticed um, Virat Kohli in England averages thirty six. Kane yeah. Williamson before this test averages 20 yeah. in England or 20-something. Score, score runs there. Steve Smith averages like fucking 807 in England. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's away runs. Mm-hmm. Away runs count for everything. Away runs, big boy runs. Yeah. It's like Root, yeah. it's like Root scoring a double ton in uh, in India. That's mm. that's some big boy that's shit. That's big stuff. That's big boy shit. Yep. <sighs> Welcome in- to the analyst. <laughs> <laughs> England v India women, Pez. Yep. Uh, that was when did that finish? Now that was played at the same time as the World Test Championship final, the yeah. beginning of it. It was played in Bristol, in Bristol, but it was on a used wicket. They they played on the they played a Vitality Blast game the day before. So many questions with this. Ah, oh, ordinary, straight up ordinary shit house. Why play it at the exact same time as the World Test Championship final? Why play it on a used wicket? Like Indian women haven't played a Test match in fucking ages. The English women haven't wouldn't have played a Test match since they played the Ashes in Australia. They play England. England are playing another. Actually, both these teams are playing Test matches against Australia in a, in the Australian summer later this year and beginning of next year. So it's a it's a big event. It's a big event for women when they're playing. Sport. And also, this Test match was fucking awesome. Massive. And it's fucking dog shit when yep. you're playing on a used wicket and hide it behind like the, what is supposed to be what's called the ultimate Test mm. for the men. It's ridiculous. Why why do that? Is are, are the women the women's calendar so clogged up that there's no other window to play it except for then? Mm. Bullshit. Mm. IMO. Oh, I've nothing else to add other than it, it's, as you said, dog shit. <laughs> Sue Redfern was an umpire in that game, Pez, a uh, female umpire from England, and she's going to um, – she is going to – in fact, she already did. Um, she was the first female official for a men's international from England. She umpired the fourth – she was the fourth umpire for the T20 against Sri Lanka in Cardiff. Um, and that followed Claire Polisak, who was the fourth umpire during the – Sydney Test match last summer against India out here. Claire Polsack, Sydney grade cricket umpire as nice. well. Nice. Came through the ranks. Good stuff. Sisters getting it done. We saw some um, 
good performances from some Indian players as well there. Yeah. He goes, uh, Shafali Verma was yeah, a standout yeah. in this women's test. Uh, 17-year-old on debut, 96 in the first inning, 63 in the second. Yeah. Bit of Asian century about it. People are concerned the Asian century is dead because New Zealand have won this game. It's not dead. It's just got to cool their jets a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Shafali Verma, yeah, 17. You, you, you're thinking if you know India's getting its shit together, it would apply to women as well. How many are out there who can just absolutely destroy everybody else. It'll happen. So it's great to see Shafali Verma do well. Snay Rana came in at number eight on debut as well. Um, made an unbeaten 80 to stall England's push for victory. So I think uh, the people who listen to this maybe have not consumed much female cricket before, women's cricket before. It's getting bigger and it's going to be quite a big summer out here in Australia, especially with the Ashes and also Australia and India women playing a game in Perth, yeah. a day-night test in Perth as well, which will mean that they'll finish at like two in the morning in Australia. <laughs> now, what time will that finish? Yeah, you're actually one in the morning in the Eastern States. and Anyway, whatever. Uh- NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um, and that's good because Australia will win here. And I like saying Australian win. I haven't seen Australian win for a long time. Hey, what about the Women's World Cup in March last year? That feels like a decade ago. Yeah. Just before COVID. Yeah, bit's gone on since then. Bit's gone on since then. Including comments from Owen Morgan. <laughs> yeah, who- we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> Can I, I've got some background on this. Background, say, Pez. So um, Owen Morgan and his deputy, Joss Butler, uh, were accused of mocking the way Indian people address them in English yep. um, after some Twitter posts from several years ago came to light. It was 2017, I think. Yep. It, was, okay. it wasn't that long ago, yeah. 2018. 2018. So the ECB launched have launched like a social media review broadly following the Ollie Robinson yeah. um, suspension, um, and so they're doing this investigation. They're looking at reemergence of like historic and uh, racist, racist and sexist posts, and um, yeah, then then this Owen Morgan, Joss Butler stuffs come up, and uh, so just I'm saying that with my with my I guess verbally, but you have to read it. So it's it's Morgan writing to. Butler saying, you know, sir, you're my favourite batsman. And, like, um, Butler saying stuff like uh, to Hales, like, well done on double 100, much beauty batting, you are on fire, sir. I always reply, sir, no one else like me, like you, like me. And even Brendan McCollum's in there going, sir, you play very good opening batting. And uh, so that's that, that stuff's come up and um, you've got it in front of you. He, he goes, Morgan's <coughs> made some comments in response. He's made some to comments. He was put to him because he's the captain of the white ball team, obviously, and mm. they've, just, they've just had a T20 match against Sri Lanka. Um, and Morgan said, when it was put to him, I don't reflect on it a lot. If I call someone sir on social media, it is a sign of admiration and respect. If that is taken out of context, there is nothing I can control or do about it. So I have not looked into it. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> that ain't that's it. just a straight lie. That ain't it, brother. No, no, no. Try yeah. again. That's that's not it. <laughs> that is no it. Owen Morgan. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's too easy to say? Well, and, he's, and he's got heaps of Indian mates as well. Some of his best mates are Indians. Why didn't he just say like, "Yeah, I fucked up there. That was shit house. I I got to be better than that." Why can't he say that? Um, he would be saying that through fear of um repercussions. 
but no, it's actually was, worse to lie like that. Oh, so, it's like I've learned a lot along the way as well. It's not acceptable to mock uh, broken English accents. I think most people will be like, listen, in the in the spectrum of things that uh, sure. can be said or have to be said, it's uh, I'd say it's at the lower end. Yeah. But I don't understand why he can't say I need to be better than that. That was fucking dumb. She is dumb, and that's yeah. that's leadership. I'm sad, um, not just because they're ordinary remarks, but like um, Owen Morgan was a dad figure to me. On <laughs> <laughs> just a bit less dad about him now. You yeah, know? You, you try again, and like, yeah, a little bit um, taken out of context. No, it's not just fucking own it, bro. The worst thing is this has been going on for about maybe a week or two now, and like when you go into that press conference, he must have he must have known that that was going to be put to him. And that's the best answer you could come up with. Come on, Owen. That ain't right. That ain't good enough. Ah, uh, well, oh, yeah. It's it's not so, like, you know, we, we can, it's easy to moral grandstand uh, on the comments itself. It's more the, the the reaction to it from him. I think that's a bit more laughable, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, he should just try again and go, nah, fucked up. The Ashes, Pez, is a thing that um, we only care about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it was a Daily Mail article. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, that uh, should be good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, which Kevin Peterson has responded to vociferously. Uh, vociferously, thank you. Uh, England players are facing up to four months without seeing their families due to COVID slash quarantine restrictions et al. Um, so if you play Tess ODIs and T20 cricket for England, yeah. you'd, you'd be away for four months. Like Mark Wood with, does with, that. With quarantine, with quarantine and all that sort of gear. Josh Butler would be another one. Yep. Stokes. September September to January. Yeah. Now this is because of Australian rules. This like is the more football. the more this goes <laughs> yeah because of the AFL. Um, Drop-ins. This is this is part of the longer this goes on with England and they're shifting teams. Alistair Cook actually had a um he was quoted as well also in the Daily Mail, you know, which is my bible obviously. Um not to be confused with lad bible. <laughs> he was saying that he he feels sorry for Joe Root <clears throat> because he's not been given the best team. There's been hope. We've had a whole bunch of conversations, even on this podcast last month or so, about what are England trying to do? Um, do they know things? What do they know? But um, I I I get this now. Like in England's scheduling for eighteen months, this obviously planned well before COVID happened, has been so busy for them, and they're still trying to play all the games. I I still think they're not um to be void of criticism because I still think they fucked up in heaps of ways. Like they like starting to win series, and they're like, "No, nah, let's just let's just change it out and shift it," and they're not going to end up winning anything. But uh, when you've got scheduling and COVID restrictions, different quarantine rules for different countries, blokes playing all over the place. You see with the Australian team as well, guys pulling out of the hundred. The UK players obviously won't do that. There's the IPL being rescheduled. There's a World Cup. There's Nashes. All this stuff. I I understand how difficult it must be, and I do have sympathy for them. Um. So when there's guys who are like, "Oh, do you want to be in Australia for four months without your family?" Probably not, eh? Probably not. For sure. I, it's absolutely fucked, frankly, mm. being away that long. Mm. It, uh, it, I mean, I don't want to create any hierarchies of what would be worse. I mean, every, anyone's connection to their family, regardless of whatever their family is, is very, very important. Sure. I can slightly empathise with those with children. Fuck that. Yeah. Four yeah. months. Yeah. I can, I mean, if people, I, I would understand why people would pull out of that, to be honest. Yeah. No one knows others' family circumstances. so And you know that there'd be a baying throng, you know, saying, no, they should do it. They should go over, represent their country, play all the cricket. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, and it's, it's due to Australian quarantine rules. I mean, hopefully they can change and um, 
become a little bit more manageable. I think, I think some lobbying is going on on behalf of yeah. uh, CA is doing it on behalf of the ECB. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it, it, that it's an insane amount of time to be away. Really, Kevin Peterson made that point, saying that anyone who wants to pull out would have my full support. Yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. You know, this is this isn't actually that far removed from the conversation we you hear a lot of ex players talking about players wanting to play in the IPL compared to wanting to play, you know, a bilateral series mm. against the West Indies or Bangladesh. It's just such a modern problem, which has come mm. up. And the, the, and the guys playing now, this is a first generation of guys mm. who have to deal with this problem where it's like club and country and stuff, you know? And like, no one knows what it would be like to be away from home as much as these guys are anyway. Yeah. When you add a quarantine to that in a hotel room, living and breathing by results, then you, you go online, you're getting criticized by ex-players who don't really understand mm. Who are also a little bit jealous of the money. It must be fucking brutal. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing much else to add that I can add anyway. Being like, I mean, as a single person, being four months in a hotel room, fucking hell, that's mm. insane. Let alone if I had, you know, loved ones I couldn't even see, you know, a family to support back mm. home. Fuck that. I mean, th but this this also is a bit of a problem in terms of, well, what kind of ashes are we going to be looking at by the time it comes around to that? Who knows yeah. what Australia's, you know, vaccine rate is even going to be? <laughs> maybe, maybe 3% by then. Grim. Um, but it made, you know, England are up against it in every format, in every competition they go into anyway. I mean, what teams are they going to be rolling out come the Ashes? Also, Ollie Stone's just gone down with, um, I was going to say shin splints. It's, it's way more serious than that. He's gone stressies. down with stressies. A couple of stressies for Ollie. Badge of honour for a quick really. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I bowl fast enough to get a stress fracture. So he's probably out of the Ashes. I've got concerns about Joffre and how many tests You've been play. saying that. You are concerned about him. I am concerned about him. Although it's nice to get a cameo from him mm. on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. All right. Uh, well, this episode, as ever, is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. We can use the code CHAMP for free custom design. Value mm. that, Pez. Oh, 50 bucks, 50 pounds, Quid. $100. Uh, this week, he goes, we're providing suggestions along the theme of the lines of most underestimated people of all time given New Zealand's win, the World Test Championship. Yep. Okay, so here's a couple of people. Just oh, I'm just thinking about sports people. Please. Underrated sports people that you might be able to want to put on some, you know, as part of a t custom design. Hmm, yep. Can't talk. Okay, I'm not in words. Uh, Muggsy Bogues. Yep. Um, George Hudgy. Yep. Louis Sahar. Michael Carrick. Yep. Greg Florimo. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Stephen Bradbury. Eric the Eel. Musambani. Daniel Kowalski. I want to say Daniel Ricardo as well. Underrated. I don't think we appreciate him in this country because right. F1 not a massive sport here. Tell us about F1. Okay, well, what you need to know is, mate. <laughs> you got to get a big F1 seat yeah. behind you. <laughs> and you go vroom. And you go vroom, vroom. And you go round a track and whoever finishes first gets some points. And oh, we can ask Hodgie. Dodgeball, he's a motorsport guy. Hey, he is a motorsport guy. Brad Hodge. Underrated. Hodge, yeah. Yep. Jamie Siddons. Michael Bevan. Really? Underrated? In test match. At test level. Mm. So there's some people you might want to put on. <laughs> some of your custom designs. That's at... You got, it sounds like you got others in your head. Nah, I, just, I, your I just kept thinking about Daniel Kowalski. Yeah? What about him? Uh, Good swimmer. Hell of a swimmer. And just just in that era of just in between Grant Hackett and Kieran Perkins. Yeah. Always Kieran Perkins, silver medal. Who's your alpha swimmer? So I was a Kieran Perkins guy. That he was like when I used to swim, he was he yes. was the top dog. Yeah, I never you, swam. You were a top swimmer. I could swim. Mm. Um Nationals. 
I did a thing. The I national. Did a, I did a thing once. The national. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So he was he was a big dog, and then Ian Thorpe came through. So that's about when I stopped. When Ian Thorpe's maybe. I think he's a year or two older than me. You saw Thorpe and you went, hmm. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, those feet are big. <laughs> Some fucking big old flippers. We actually um, have plans to invite Ian Thorpe onto the podcast. His dad played yeah. Sheffield Shield for WA. Yeah. Mate, all these pro athletes are just, a, as Mark would say, group zero bloodline. Yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. I think he said Group One. He said he said Group he? One. Yeah, the Group Zero exists. Group Zero was a oh, it was it? a thing from the social pages when um, yeah. a lot of men used to uh, yeah. look at the women in, so, in the social women. pages and, and rank them according to horse groups, and Group Zero was the best group. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, Josh, Group Zero. Uh, so yeah, budgies. <laughs> Buddysmuggler.com. He goes, and Manscaped is back. Uh, you can use the code TGC for 20% off there. Let's talk a little bit about Manscaped. Look, winter's rolling around. Okay. It's here. We've just had, we've just had the winter solstice. You're right. I feel like it's going to be cold in Melbourne for quite a while to come. It's going to get colder. It doesn't get warm until he sort of December's, January's in Melbourne. Because when I moved down here, mm. it was like straight into lockdown. Yeah. So I feel like I didn't have a Melbourne winter last year. Right. It is colder than Sydney here. It is colder. It's fucking windy as shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's windy as shit down here. Sydney in the winter is actually the greatest weather almost around Mate, the world. A crisp, what like, contention said that? A, a crisp 18 degree winter's day when it's sunny. Cloudless sky. Perfect. Cloudless sky. Perfect. Perfect day. Perfect day. Sydney. Oh, what a, oh, what a city. What a place. <laughs> but it is Shame winter, about those COVID numbers, Pez. <laughs> you still got to you still got to stay it is a shame. It is a shame about the COVID numbers, but there are a lot of Victorians with erections thinking about it because <laughs> they want to say, wait till both teams bat on it. Yeah. Um, speaking of bat and balls, you can, uh, and you do need to, uh, if it's relevant to you, um, shave your pubes. It's quite a segue, quite a link, quite a link. And, and your balls. And you can do that with Manscaped because <laughs> of their advanced skin safe technology, ceramic blade. Um, and if you get the performance package, it's pretty much the best buy of 2021. You get the lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker, hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, travel bag. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot of recording. Yeah. 79% of partners polled by Manscaped admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. When did you first start shaving your nose? That that's a that's a sign similar to aging where like you start making noises when you bend over. Last few years. Yeah, same. Last few years. Yeah. Yeah. And ears. Not ears for me yet. Well, congratulations, mate. Thank you, mate. It's a competition, I'm winning. <laughs> you fucking certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm top of the world test championship standings. <laughs> of, of pubic hair. <laughs> and ear and nose hair. That's all right. Head hair. <clears throat> You get the Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant, make your balls smell nice. You get the Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls is made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will make your balls look up to you and say thanks. What sort of voice do your balls have? Thanks! Mate, when it's cold, jump in the shower first thing in the morning, Jesus Christ. 
Don't get cold feet this winter. Get 20% off plus, plus free shipping with the code TGC at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products from their website and disposable mats for your pubes. For your pubes to foot deodorant. Uh, a little typo there. I don't know. No, someone's made a mistake there. 20% off manscaped.com. Someone's going to let go of manscaped. TJC. <laughs> All right, Pez, just before we head back to Ask TJC, I want to throw in a little, little thing in now. We speak about ruined yeah. words all the time here, right? We speak about ruined words all the time on this yeah. show because TJC gets into our brains and cricket generally gets into our brains and affects our lives negatively. Now, Pez, the wonderful ABC podcast, which you know about, uh, China, Are You Listening? Yep, run by Matt Bevan. He's done a whole series of them. They're ex- excellent podcasts. Uh, and we highly recommend them. Now, I'm going to play the first two minutes here. Oh, this got sent to me. Recent episode. You got two, sent to you in the DMs. Two, two separate people sent this to me and said, you need to have a listen to this. Have and a listen to first this. First time I was like, ah, who's this? What's this shit? Second time I was like, all right, I'll have a listen. Have a listen. Forward it on to you and here we are. And now here we are. Ruined words. TJC's ruined words. This is from China. Are you listening? The ABC podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, Etel. This is an ABC podcast. So one very unique aspect of Chinese business is the phenomenon of the rubber chop. This is Su Lin Wong, a journalist in Hong Kong. When I was bureau chief in Shenzhen for... The, sorry, I don't know if you want me to get into this. I'll I absolutely want to, want to get into this. Go, go ahead, please. These days she works for The Economist. But back in 2019, she was tasked with setting up the new Shenzhen Bureau of the Financial Times. And so as a result, I had to go and organise our own chop and it was a total nightmare like I had I I had a pile of documents I had to go to various government departments to get approval what she's talking about is basically a stamp everything from like the most elaborate types of chops that are gold plated or silver plated or um, have jade carvings in them it's pretty heavy it's like you can hold it in the palm of your hand um, and, and you match it with, with some red ink. See, Chinese business is just a bit different to what we're used to in the West. And if you want a perfect example of that, the chop is it. The requirement for a company to have a seal or a stamp like this was abolished decades ago in the West. But in China, they still exist and are very important. Chopping is seen as more authoritative than handwritten signatures. And in China, basically, whoever controls the chop controls the company. And as a result, there are often stories in China about feuding co-founders or business owners who will be trying to steal the company chop and therefore gain control of the company. So, you can steal a company. So in April 2020, an ousted co-founder of one of China's formerly more popular e-commerce platforms called Dangdang broke into the company's headquarters and in an attempt to try to retake the company, removed dozens of official chops. Hashtag Ask TJC, Pairs, here we go. Anonymous writes in, boys! <laughs> Actually, someone sent me a, an Instagram DM of them yelling out boys to the New Zealand team when they're at oh, Southampton. Yes, yes, yes. Now, that's okay when it was the right tone. Yeah. Just be careful about things you're going to yell out to people on a cricket field. Bolt be very around, didn't he? careful about that. Yeah. Anonymous says, hello. I would remain anonymous, but as soon as someone I know hears this, they will 
know exactly who I am, so there really, there really is no point. My name is Marty, and I've been playing cricket my whole life. I've never been hugely good, but have enjoyed some small successes in lower level and younger cricket. Let me take you back to the summer of 2013-14. I was almost 14. I had recently been called up into a junior rep side after an injury to another bowler, and I had been bowling the best I had in a while. Bear in mind, I bowl offies and, and had hit puberty before anyone else so it was really no big deal. Unfortunately, on the way home from my first game, I started feeling sick and ended up missing six months of sport because of a bone infection. This was fucked. Fucking hell. I had an okay season the next year, but nothing to write home about, considering the time I had to have taken off. Here is where it gets fucked. Would have thought the bone infection would have been. Mm. My dad has written a number of not very good comedy cricket books. Once again, the anonymity is useless as the book title is about to ruin this. The book in particular that is that this question is about is called Dad's Cricket Diary, where he talks about the year he came back to play park cricket after 25 years off. We played a couple of games together in the park cricket team he played for before he stopped playing, and he didn't really make a huge impact in the game. However, the book needed a good story, so he said in the final game he took a fifer. In reality, he took one wicket off his dribble that is somehow called offspin. offspin. This was fine. Make up whatever you want for entertainment. My issue, however, is how I was depicted in the book. My brother was depicted as a gun, and all his successes were greatly celebrated. Unfortunately, as I was coming off a large injury break, I didn't have a great season, but probably averaged 20 with the stick and probably 12-ish with the ball, which I'll take anyway. 12-ish with the ball, fucking hell. The whole book, he was talking about how I was struggling with runs and even quoted, he'll get there sometime. The condescending nature of this made me quite sad and made me question a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why does that bring me joy? Firstly, my dad had faked his own stats and exas- ex- exacerbated my poor stats in order for comedy, which was in a book that I didn't laugh once in. <laughs> <laughs> Second, is that really how disappointed he is in me that he writes in that he writes in down in a book that I suck that goes out to the whole world while faking his own stats? How do I talk about this with him? It was so long ago, but I will constantly be haunted by those words about me getting a duck in the one game we played together all year. Honestly, I don't know what my question is, but I just felt I had to share this. Love your work, Marty. Marty, um, fuck, he's been alpha by his dad, hasn't? Well, he? no, he hasn't, because like I'm on Amazon's review reviews of this book, <laughs> and fucking his dad's been alpha. I give you the tip. <laughs> I mean, one time, one. I mean, Marty's sending this to because he's like, "This isn't even that funny." Yeah, his dad's yeah, tried yeah. to stitch him up big time. Yeah, he's got a bone. He's got bone problems, which yeah. means he couldn't play cricket. Jesus Christ! What's, da- the name, what's the name of the book again? Dad's Cricket Diary. Dad's Cricket Diary. Yeah. And the titles of the reviews are not much laughter to be had. Two stars did not live up to expectations at all. A complete bore. Poor book. Not written very well. I mean, I think you're on our podcast reviews, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's <our> one. <laughs> uh, like, that, like that's gonna that's gonna live with your dad, who'd by now know how yeah. it's been received. And then to add insult to injury, you're essentially saying that he lied about you being shit and padded his own stats. Yeah. Your dad's got a bit going on, Marty. Yeah. And uh, I presume that us talking about this kind of adds a complete it adds, adds insult to injury. Oh, that's harsh. So uh, I'm, I'm sort of feeling sorry for Marty's dad, to be honest. There's a bit going on he needs to sort out. I can't even read that review. That's fucking harsh. 
Yeah, yeah, he's got a bit going on. Yeah. But, so. I, 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 I mean, the sadness is with this that he played one game with his dad all year. Obviously, would have meant a lot to him. Maybe, maybe less to his dad. He was just trying to get content. <laughs> and, um, and he gets a duck. He gets a duck. And he just wanted to, just wanted to get a hug from dad mid-pitch like Kane and Ross did in this game. Just, oh, I don't just two mates hugging together. How you can be a dad, like, and play with your son, and like, fucking can, like, him. alpha them when you're playing yeah. with them. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, kids are like three, so maybe, yeah. maybe when they get older and you yeah. start to hate them a bit more. <laughs> Feel like some ticks. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, doesn't make sense. I know a lot of other dads that like older and they play with their children. They just like like Richard Hines plays with his son. Yeah, and he's like. It's the greatest thing yeah, of all yeah. time. He to talks play, about it all the time. Yeah, to yeah, play yeah. with the kids would be the greatest thing to be able to do. Yeah. Their dad's taking the shit onto the field where they're like offering their son. Like, how would you be anything but protective and, and happy to be able to participate and do it at all? Mm. You know, it just becomes overrun with all of this other fucking ego that shit. That sounds like some fucking deep-seated shit where like you took away my you took away my youth, son. <laughs> that's what that's that's coming mm. across to me. It's like there's some anger. Yeah. There's maybe maybe Marty's dad's got a point. Actually, now I'm coming around full circle. <laughs> I know what it's like to have your life robbed of. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do in 12 years' time? Yeah, I'm yeah, stay yeah. fit enough so in 12 years' time yeah. I can alpha my feeble son <laughs> with a bone problem. Fucking hell. We're going again here? One more? Yeah, go yeah, one more, mate. Righto. <laughs> righto, Alf. Go right, on. R- Ryan Trelaw. Yeah, Dear go, us, go on, Ryan. <laughs> Ah, Ryan, have a, have a crack here, Ryan. Not in the diner, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Dear RCGC, I'm writing to you with a question that I've not been able to answer myself for the past six months. It has tortured me and provided me plenty of sleepless nights. <laughs> Think about a fucking sleepless night yeah, yeah. all night, but cannot, all night. cannot, cannot sleep. sleep a cannot week. get an answer to this question. It all six started months. in late... <laughs> What'd you say? Six months. Six months. This is sixpence or threepence. <laughs> it all started in late December when my long-term partner and I decided to take a well-deserved weekend away down the Great Ocean Road as a consolation for a cancelled two-month trip around Europe. Thanks, COVID. On the three-hour journey down the coast, I decided to play some of the pod to show her the humour in cricket and try to help her understand uh, my both unwavering love and pure hatred I have for the lovely game. The episode chosen was dissecting the underwhelming Aussie summer that was currently underway with a large focus on the lack of big boy behaviour being displayed by the Aussies. After spending a lovely day sightseeing, we returned to our room that that overlooked the ocean. Uh, We opened a bottle of wine to watch the sunset. It was here where I asked her to marry me. She said yes, with both of us overflowing with emotion and experiencing the best day of our lives. Here is where the problem starts to begin. After calling her mother and telling her the good news, my future wife then goes to pour herself another glass of wine. When she looks at the ring and stares me straight in the eyes and says, about time I saw some fucking big boy behaviour. (laughs) I was absolutely stunned. I thought, have I just been outed by my fiance? not 15 minutes after proposing to her? How am I going to recover from this? She went hard and went early in establishing herself as the dominant partner in this new part of the relationship. And my question to you guys is, is there any way back from here? P.S. Tried to integrate some of my personal achievements into the question. However, a 50 not out and under 14 G grade grand final, yes, they go that low. And a fit first grade firefighter in a side that lost every game for the entire season didn't really fit in seamlessly. Thanks again, lads. Ryan. Ah, uh, Ryan. Very good. Congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations, Ryan. Um, you've you've just 
why, why in my mind is he like in the Amalfi Coast and he's just proposed to Steve Waugh? <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a baggy green and those Oakley sunglasses that he bought from Seven Eleven. I could imagine how stunned, like he, how stunned he would be hearing that. Like he'd be sort of dizzy as it is with the entire thing going on, yeah. with the proposal and everything. Right. There'd yeah, be a lot yeah, of yeah. like endorphins that are just being released. There's, yeah. just, there's, there's a bit of champagne about, and then she just fucking looks up and smashes him with that. Mate, it's it's the fucking for me. Yeah, about time I saw some fucking big boy behaviour. Well, you know, you that's unbelievable. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first bloke for whom things start to change once the proposal comes in, you know? <laughs> I think it's fair to say we're probably going to MC this wedding, Piz. Uh, I think it's yeah. fair to say. I think that's uh, so fair I don't to think, say. I don't think there's much you can do there, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, You've made a rod for your own back. And, and also thanks for adding your stats because that's, that's the most yeah, important the, yeah, thing. Let's just, yeah, there's no need to do <laughs> that's that. Absolutely zero yeah, need. And I'm not impressed by it. <laughs> I don't know what fucking comp you mean by first grade and all that sort of shit as well. <laughs> Uh, congratulations. Congratulations, um, Ryan. All right. As I said, there's more of this hashtag ICDC Fridays dropping tomorrow on patreon.com forward slash great cricket. It just slides straight into your uh, podcast feed as is, and that's how it works. Um, all right. That's it. Uh, now we will say, yeah, uh, Big announcement. sorry, I should have said this. I should have said this earlier. My bad. My bad. Um, we were lucky enough to interview, uh, Michael Holding, um, a little while ago and we're going to release that next week. Um, and the podcast won't be coming out on Thursday. We just we delayed it this week because we wanted to talk about the World Test Championship final. As it turns out, a whole lot of other stuff has happened in that course, so it actually turned out quite well during this episode. But um, we're going to release the podcast on... I'd say Monday. Monday. Yes. And, and yeah, what Monday. we've decided to do, uh, it, it, was, it was an interview, as you said, that we recorded some months ago uh, on the back of the release of his new book. And mm. he was kind enough to give us an hour. It was an hour, And yeah. frankly, like... I think you and I both left the interview feeling like it was a pretty special conversation. Yeah. And uh, in honour of that, that's what the podcast is going to be next mm. week. We might top and tail it with some chat, um, but um, really that's going to be it and we'd encourage you to tune in. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. He's a, he's a special guy. Uh, his book is super interesting as well. And, um, yeah, we hope people, you know, in the middle of the year, obviously because the Ds are playing well, Mm. Um, get a lot out of it. it. What he's talking about is more important than fucking who's winning some T20s. We uh, we have been lucky enough to have long interviews with Shane Watson, obviously, Greg mm. Chappell, now Michael Holding as well. Um, this is a different theme, I suppose, but it's things you've definitely heard him speak about before and it's very important stuff. And yeah, his book is fucking amazing because I read it in a day. Mm. So um, anyway, that's what the podcast will be about next Monday when it'll come out. Really, did you? Really hope. <laughs> I just sort of flicked through it. You can read, can you? Yeah, I just read the Spark Notes. Um <laughs> That'll come out on Monday, and we really hope you guys get around that. Of course, you can find us all over the internet. You guys know how it works. Uh, so then, have a great weekend, everyone. Congratulations to the Kiwis, those skeleton hiders not hiding anything anymore. They're taking home the big lollipop. We'll see you guys next week.